Welcome everybody back to another episode of the ABJ podcast. We're up to episode 42 and I'll have Harleen Lopez on here in a second. But first, let's get the housekeeping done. Make sure you check the links below for all things ABJ, as well as my guest links. And we still have the links up currently for Dina and Mike, who are you know still injured wrestlers. So if they can use any support they can get, whether it be their subscription services, merchandise, or all that fun stuff. Also, uh, if you notice in the bottom, we have the sponsors, Elevation 1470. Um, reinventing the style by bringing traditional and nostalgic apparel to Frackville and the surrounding areas of School County. They pride themselves on hometown heritage and community. Elevation 1470 is where the trail begins. You can find them at elevations1470.com for the latest traditional and nostalgic style in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania. And I think there's like a day or two left. You can use code I love L-O-V-E, A-B-J for 15% off. This is mine. That's I got the new hoodie right here, the school mall was the only cool thing our area ever had and it got torn down and now it's a factory and we all miss it and now i wear it because it, it was like my childhood but uh make sure so yeah if you can go support all that great stuff there um tons of fun things new merchandise is always coming i have the iced tea and chocolate milk logo uh are up there if you want to go buy them it helps out so much supporting the streams and uh, helps with some gas money and tolls on all these crazy jobs on the wrestling show um housekeeping is real quick this month um also below if you notice high tension wrestling's down there so make sure you go subscribe to high tension wrestling smash master wrestling all that great stuff tickets are on sale right now for the pennsylvania as well that the goon featuring the goons uh may 6th the tickets uh, is, is the day of the event if you go buy it you get a discount off your ticket if you use code abj so go get your tickets for uh, the next smash master wrestling show they're always a good time and a lot of fun so without further ado, oh, let me get my overlay back up. Boom, nailed it. Let's get my guests in here. I'm really excited for this one. So what happened was uh, Mary Elizabeth, the, uh, the the goddess of professional wrestling, I love her to death, um, had a little bit of conflict, uh, conflicting issues with, with uh, things going on in her personal life. So it was supposed to be Thursday, then we went to Wednesday. Now Wednesday, she is doing it on Monday. So we flip-flopped around, and I was like, well, I need somebody for Thursday because everyone's used to Thursday episodes. So Harleen stepped up, which I'm very thankful for. And we're going to have a really fun time and learn a ton about her. I got to meet her at, uh, I met her at the um, last high tension wrestling show in Philly. And uh, she was super, super dope and had a great match with Riley Crow. So I'm excited to learn more and have this deep dive. So without further ado, let me bring her in. How you doing? How's it going, Anthony Blackwell? My new favorite human. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you well, finally, we met each other for the first time at, uh, mm -hmm. at, at high tension. And I remember yeah. I was like, Oh, this chick is badass. She has flames tattooed on her thighs. And I was like, Oh, now nah, it's just the, <laughs> that's the leggings. Um, but I was like, Oh, she got the Bam Bam Bigelow tattoos going on. Do you have any tattoos? Um, I only have the two on my wrist, but, um, besides from that, I'm basically going to get a sleeve one day, but who knows down the line, you know? <laughs> yeah they're they're fun to have i hate getting them yeah really getting just sitting there for hours and getting stabbed with a needle is never fun and if people say they like it they're crazy they're they're not no, they're when, I got, when i got these two this was like one of the best experiences of my life because it was like it wasn't painful it was more so ticklish and anything but yeah i know <laughs> next next tattoo i'm going for that 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 numbing gel that they rub on stuff now oh, i don't care yeah. call me whatever people can call yeah. me whatever you want i'm doing it i'm sick of it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, so you know, you've been you've been uh, you how long have you been training? I know I, I almost dropped information that we talked about off camera, so I'll, I'll let you tell yeah. you. So how long have you been in the business now? Um, so I've been training for a good like four years now. Um, did not make my professional debut until like two, maybe like a year and a half ago. Uh, it was a weird time because the pandemic hit, and mm -hmm. originally, uh, my original training school wasn't necessarily the best place, I would say, until I got to the Worldwide Dojo and they just like incredibly helped me like cheeseburger oh. is probably the one of the best trainers there is out there <laughs> yeah and that building every time i go in there I, I i like i have that moment of like it's like it's like walking on hollowed ground because when you walk in the worldwide dojo you get a a feeling of like this place is special and then i remember being there for the first time we filmed high tension stuff and i was like oh i'm in the dojo this is cool this is cheeseburger school cheeseburger's legendary man he's done cool oh. things he's he's jushin liger loves this dude like he knows what he's yeah. doing and i'm looking at the <laughs> wall and i'm looking at his office i'm like this is crazy like all the stuff and then my buddy kind of nudged me and he goes you know where you're at and he's like what and I'm like this is the old roh dojo you know who yeah. used to run this building i was he's like punk and 
Bryant came in here and Claudio came through here and yeah. you named them. If they were in okay. ROH, they probably trained in that building. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like the squat right. rack is still broken from Claudio and it's still there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's just a, every day. Within weeks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's such a magical place. And I'm, I'm, and there couldn't have been a better person than take the mantle of that building than cheeseburger. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, a, it's, it's an awesome. So the fact that you're training out of there, you're in great hands. No, without a doubt. Like the first time I ever walked in there, it was because I was with um, real two good friends that are in the business. Their names are Pancakes and Abby Jane. Um, oh my they, goodness! They yes. There. Yeah, they brought me in there, and I was like so nervous, super stoked to see Cheeseburger. And I walked in, I was like marking out. I was like, "Don't, don't look like you know, don't look like a dork. Don't look like a dork right now." But I was just freaking out the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny because Cheeseburger obviously takes tons of pride in the people he trains so he puts their eight by tens on the wall and I, I i was saying to myself like i would never like if i was a trainer trainee there i'm like you don't put my picture up there like <laughs> like some of the most legendary japanese wrestlers who have come to visit and like i don't deserve to be up there with them <laughs> right i have the same mindset i'm just like i feel like i am nowhere near these levels so please don't ever put my face up there <laughs> the, the best the best is the new photo uh from the last time we were we were there the other not too long ago uh the wheeler yuda photo where it looks like he's like a real estate agent like, like right <laughs> and he just took it and put it on the wall to be funny but yeah, yeah abby and pancakes what they are the absolute they are absolute sweethearts in this business no um i was actually going through all my t-shirts and i i i, I have bins full of t-shirts um because i couldn't i can't hang them anymore there's no there's no room mm -hmm. so i have a like a huge huge bin and it's packed to the gills of all just independent wrestling t-shirts i had to start yeah. another bin but i was going through like trying to put old ones on the bottom and reshuffle <laughs> so i tried new ones and i found my my bright pink abby shirt that looks like mario sunshine right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite design for me yeah <laughs> And then I think the same artist who did that one did uh, Max Zero's shirt, the Handsome Max shirt. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're very similar. I, I think it might be the same person. I could be wrong, but I, I believe it is. It's very, very, very close. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so how did, how did you meet up with them and, and, and all that? Oh, man. So we our friendship goes back all the way to when we wrestled at the Wrestle Factory. Um, originally connected with Chikara, of course. Um, we met like probably like September 2019, around that time, because that's when I started down there. And we just clicked instantly because they're probably like one of the best people, one of the best friends that I have in this business right now. And they've been beneficial and they've been like one of the best mentors that I probably could have there. <laughs> yeah. So so you were initially with the like uh, were like with Chikara's earliest mm -hmm. thing and then moved with there. Yeah. What what like obviously it's a bummer what happened mm -hmm. uh, with that and everything that went down. Um, I personally still love going back and watching Chikara stuff because I, I <laughs> it's, it's trying to separate the bad from the good and it just like the work that was put in by the talent there is is special and it and right. what was that what they created was special so it's like and i love how like it's kind of and everyone kind of moved on to their own thing and then they're reinventing mm -hmm. themselves so it's really fun to see but so you were there with like mikowski and Devontae's and stuff like that um yes but i started like the second they started like stepping out so like okay. i just missed them by like a few months <laughs> oh okay, but, I, okay. but i reconnected with them later on down the line but yeah, yeah. So it was like september 9, uh, 2019 i started down there and i was just going through like beginner classes at the time and that was the, around that time that's when everything kind of just kind of crumbled down <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know the, the school revamped itself and jacaron was no more and i was just like just like a few months away from like probably like potentially getting like a debut there so it's mm -hmm. like really bummer how everything turned out <laughs> that's and that, and then and like i was part of the camp leapfrog like later eight ages of camp leapfrog and it was always very fascinating to me of like like not in a, like obviously nothing positive but like how it, you when you find the home and you're like oh this is it and then you watch it kind of all falls apart and you're you're disappointed and you have so many emotions and it's just like <laughs> you feel like you're lost your home and then they felt like camp leapfrog was their new home so like it's, i don't know it's just I don't know, it's it's dope that you now fell into the high tension brand and that that family because <laughs> it, it kind of became another place for a lot of that talent where they didn't feel like they had somewhere again and uh sure. and we're and, and and being like a, a member of that team and community it's it's we love having you as your every one of you that come in from that background that came there is is always a blast to work with and everyone's very talented and very professional and and it's it's almost like bringing that click in and then we bring our northeast pa people in that we really trust and kind of mash right. people together and then it just it's just beautiful chemistry 
Right. No, I completely agree. Everybody on the high tension roster, I feel like they're just, they're extremely talented. They don't get enough credit that they deserve, I feel like, most of the time. And it's just, right now, this is like a real good group of people. Like, I felt so welcome when I actually, like, was there and I got my first debut match there. Yeah. Um. So, so what's your, how did you find professional wrestling was it always something that was in your house Does this was it parents that introduced you how did you fall in love with the, the this crazy industry of professional wrestling uh let me get into the story without getting too emotional <laughs> um growing up like my family was huge wrestling fans to begin with so like i was like in the womb listening to like the rock and some folks cutting their promos on the television like i was just in the womb listening to that and growing up i my brother was really, really, really old by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> my brother was really into it. He was the one that actually like introduced me to it like more in depth because he was a, he decided to become a professional wrestler himself at one point, and he was just like engraving so much information in me. And we would watch like you know Monday night like the Monday Night Wars watch shows and Smackdowns, and like he really got me obsessed over it. And it wasn't until like probably like well, 10, 11 years old that I really wanted to take it seriously. Like I could not pinpoint an exact match or pinpoint exact moments of when it occurred but i was just i was just watching it and i just like was so engraved into it that I was like i kind of want to get into this like i there's this love this infatuation about it that i cannot like get rid of it from my soul mm -hmm. so it was ever since then i was just completely in love with it and everything i did up to that point was for wrestling so like, that's why in high school um if i had the choice to do any other sport, it was amateur wrestling at the point. So, like, I wanted to get in shape for it. I just wanted to do as much tape study as I could because I knew down the line I was, this was the only thing I ever wanted to do. Now, now it usually I'm used to my small little coal region towns where if a girl gets into amateur wrestling, for the most part, she's wrestling other uh, boys. She's wrestling out yeah. out of her <laughs> class, and it's 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 a whole deal. And it, how was that in your growing up in high school? Was there was there a women's division or were you kind of just thrown in the mix with everybody else at the time there was no like women's teams like no girls teams um i went to like a really small high school probably like a good uh, 75 people graduated probably that year of um, my senior year and getting into it was extremely hard because there was no other female that wanted to do it it was just me being you know crazy as i as i may <laughs> And the coach was like, okay, but we're not going to treat you like any other female. We're going to treat you like one of the boys, and we're going to push you through it. And all four years I did it, and it was probably the most humbling experience I've ever been through, where it's just like they put me through hell, but mentally it made me like a tougher person. And thankfully, as my coach started believing in me more, I was able to do more like national competitions and like go down like these tournaments and stuff just to represent the school. And, you know, I could like, ask for like a better coach out of that to do that <laughs> mm -hmm. it, was, I, it was extremely hard though <laughs> yeah i honestly like i when i when everyone told me it was wrestling in school i was like i can do wrestling in school and then i looked at wrestling i was like no chance i'm not doing that and then <laughs> I, I always like kind of hated on the sport and then my break from professional wrestling i became obsessed with mixed martial arts and this is before like ufc was on television um well actually professional wrestling got me into ufc because ken shamrock tito ortiz won and i was like wait yeah. ken shamrock is a he fights for real and then <laughs> i was done i was completely hooked to mma and then watching women's mma transfer and then you see girls like sarah mcmahon you're like wait there's olympic style amateur wrestling for females and female mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu and then you're like why is this not tra transitioning to MMA? And then, then the flood came and then everybody came in and all those amateur women who then transitioned from judo to kickboxing all flooded the market. And that it's probably one of the fastest growing sports I've ever seen in my life. Like MMA changed overnight and it's cool because that style of women's MMA and women's wrestling then changed how we watch professional wrestling because women were being treated not as divas and as brawn panty matches they were literally mm -hmm. like oh we can ground wrestle we can chain wrestle we can do this like and it changed how we watch women's wrestling like people hate on ronda but her first year she changed the game yeah, um yeah her first i love her first year second year i think she struggles character wise but her in-ring is still fine if you put her in the right the right people um mm -hmm. 
but yeah, so it's it's kind of cool that you're part of that generation where you're falling. It, it, all the pieces are aligning perfectly because if you were 10, 15 years older, you would be in that bubble where you're kind of stuck. Like, I want to take this seriously, but women's wrestling is not taken seriously. Right. For sure. Yeah. And that's like the one aspect of professional wrestling I gravitated to most. It wasn't necessarily the characters or like the big flashy gear or what it may, may be. It was more so the athleticism and like the brutality and the aggression that is in the ring. Because that's mm-hmm. what I love the most about it. it. It's like, sure, we love Marshawn Michaels. We love our rocks. You that's know my I mean? favorite. Like they are <laughs> charismatic as hell. But for me, it was more so the sports aspect of it that really drew me into it. Who were some of your favorites? Like when they would come on the screen, like they were your, they your go tos. Uh, I'm gonna give a cop on answer right now. I really love Eddie Guerrero, of course. <laughs> Everyone does. He's just probably one of the best to do it. Um, but like I was more so drawn into like the Dean Malenko's and what you mentioned before, the Ken Shamrocks and uh, you know the Kurt Angles, Benoit's, all those people. Like they are the people that work really great. Yeah. yeah, work workhorses those are the yeah. ones that i fell in love with <laughs> absolutely yeah i i didn't really appreciate them at the time and then once i seen like the kyle o'reilly's and stuff of the world and i was like mm-hmm. oh how people transition the mma over i was like oh like kurt angle i have always loved kurt angle kurt angles and like oh my mount rushmore my favorites he's he's absolutely sure. insane <laughs> but yeah i was a sean guy through and through i was i was i was i was one of those kid fans that like i picked my like three favorites and everybody else can jump off a bridge i didn't care <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah i guess mean <laughs> yeah yeah um so going through school amateur wrestling you said you found your school uh with like mm-hmm. how did you go about the process of finding your like like the chikara dojo and stuff was it through like online searches was it i you met somebody who then transferred you over like because that's what people say a lot of times too is like i want to get into this but how and it's just it's really not as hard as people think it is you just gotta find what fits for you best yeah um it was weird because like all throughout high school obviously in my head i wanted to do it my whole life so i wanted to research all this like right away like i wanted to know like what i had to do like uh you know gym wise like what i have to do to like physically like get into a school so like i was researching online as you may google <laughs> and like the first couple of schools that came out was uh the, the russell factory it was Worldwide Dojo, and I think it was like a CZW um, type of training school that was mm-hmm. going on at the time. And I didn't wasn't necessarily familiar with Worldwide Dojo at the time, and I wasn't really into like the hardcore scene that was, you know, CZW. So I thought that like Lucha Base, and because I was a fan, the Russell Factory was probably like the best place to go when it comes to like body control and like just the little technical like basic stuff for wrestling. So that's the one that kind of drew me in um, completely. So I was just like, this is the closest one to me. I was going to do that one. And it was just like instant. Like, this is like my final decision coming into uh, graduating high school. That was like the first thing that I did. Mm-hmm. And, and your your family and situation, they were like, yeah, you can go do wrestling. That's cool. <laughs> it was um, it was like a black away situation where it's like my family was huge fans for a long time. And then they kind of fell off. Um, my mother is very much against it uh, to this day because she is very much terrified for my well-being. Yeah. Um, but like my brother and definitely my father are like one of like the biggest supporters that I have for wrestling and they want me to go all the way with it. So as we, I get emotional about it. You know? No, it's, it's, that's yeah. that the emotion is, is good because it like you're passionate about what you're doing and that's, that's, that's cool to see. And, and honestly that like meeting you that day at this, at the, at the event that comes out of you, your, your, your passion and your, your passion of being there comes out. Um, it's it it was it was it was it was cool to see like when your match was done you were out and you were watching everybody else's matches you were into what was happening that day when you were in the locker room you were engaging with people like that's that's all the perfect things you need to do when you're in a locker room and you're you're brand new to a locker room and maybe you only know two or three people but you leave there you're like i met four or five new cool people you know what i mean like that's my favorite part of every weekend is going to a wrestling show is is obviously reconnecting with your friends but then also finding new people and 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 making those connections right and that's just the weird thing because i'm a fan through and through regardless of anything mm-hmm. so like even though like i'm booked on a show i do everything to watch every single match that's on the card because as a fan aspect and also just to see maybe i can learn something from watching it you know mm-hmm. that's just the part like even though like people say that's the right thing to do i just do it naturally because that's just what i feel like that i should do in that aspect. yeah yeah. And it's a it's a good way to be like I'm at my merch table, but you're really just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
uh let, let's see what we got here in the chat real quick we'll, we'll we'll give a quick break here but a lot of people here so we have uh, the swa gm in the chat saying my guy dropping the discord <laughs> link so make sure you go check out that discord um abj before dinner cool looking forward to watching some miss harleen before work so this is little gavin gavin is oh, yeah. a, is, is a super fan and he comes to every show dressed as an old school wrestler um oh hell yeah you, you will meet if you're in the high tension network and you start like working in that crowd more and, and doing more you will come to a show and you'll be getting you'll be bestowed a gift which is usually a giant poster board of your drawing like they draw you oh, man. <laughs> if you get the gavin drawn you have made it uh i i got one Ooh. a long time ago with my whole podcast team mm -hmm. i need an updated one by the way um <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's beautiful gavin and his dad are the coolest fans of all time so you'll get to meet gavin very soon oh, yeah. uh, geeking out with the metal geek is hanging out with us uh jake the tribal chief is here saying what's up uh leon the king and dylan quinn says get familiar with this chick is right be uh uh here because she's about to take over the entire damn wrestling world ah, so much pressure <laughs> uh hcw network we believe in harley for sure her ability and charisma and professionalism go all the way uh we're excited to be working with her uh she, she says she reminds you of tamina i'll take that yeah <laughs> <laughs> she is a legendary name for wrestling, so I'll take it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, be, uh, when now that you're in the in the business, you said you've been in about a year and a half now. About how many matches would you say are you in the Are you in the double, triple digits yet? I am. So this past weekend, I just had my thirty first thirty uh, first match, I believe so. Um, and it just was basically like matches that I've had, like getting into cars with people and just like having a show and pre shows. So like they added up really fast. So thirty one right now. <laughs> nice. And yeah. you just wrestled someone who you uh, are a huge fan of and, and, and got to get in there with your first, what you would say, name of the business. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to walk us through that and let us know who that was. Ooh. Um, someone who I've probably idolized and researched for so long, um, Evelise, um, better known as uh, being a part of like the NXT and the Tough Enough gang back in the day. Um, she was also, also a Lucha Underground, Underground for a minute too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was a big star on Lucha Underground and possibly one of the people whose work that I've admired the most growing up. And it's so bizarre how this all turned out. <laughs> um, Mega Amateur Wrestling was the one that gave me this opportunity. So I want to give a big thank you to them because without them believing in my work, I wouldn't have had this match. <laughs> um, originally, I wasn't scheduled to be a part of this match. So it's meant to be um, Evelise versus um, Megan Myers, who's also a really incredible talent that I want to give a shout out to because she is incredible. Um, and she was given like another opportunity that she had to like, you know, step away for this match for. So they reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to wrestle so-and-so? And I'm just like, oh, God, OK, this is real life right now. <laughs> yeah. And I accepted the offer. Like I could have freaking wrestled her for free for, for you know, with the, how much that I've loved her. And the match went incredibly well. The crowd was definitely invested in it. I don't know what I did to them. <laughs> and it was just uh, basically like a dream come true, that whole match, just leading up to it. And everything about it just like made sense. And it was just probably like the best experience so far when I had. How, how was it like kind of pull the curtain back a little bit? Uh, how was it setting <laughs> up the match with her backstage and, and, and being you know, you said you're thir like only 30 matches in and, mm -hmm. and her being been doing this forever and has been on TV and has been established. How was it for like, what do you, what did you pull away from her? Cause I, I talk to a lot of people a lot and mm -hmm. people say like, usually when you have that moment backstage with a, a talent who's out of that caliber, it mm -hmm. evolves you like a Pokemon style. You evolve to another level because oh, yeah. uh, you get a little bit of that rub and you get that experience of like, oh, this is how they do this. And, and, it, and it just, it changes you who you are in this business. If you get a right, if you get a right situation. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, we'll pull it back a little bit. <laughs> um, the whole thing was very easy going. She was extremely nice to me. And it's just the fact that like I was able to work with her and like she was willing to take as many things that I wanted to like throw out there. Um, it was very humbling, and she brought out an aggression in me that I very, very much needed. <laughs> the whole match, it was intense. It was brutal. Uh, there was a lot of chops in there. If you ready to like watch that back, it it was insane. <laughs> and she just showed me just a sense of confidence I felt like that I've been missing. She made mm -hmm. sure that I was comfortable in there, and just like just the little things, you know, when it comes to a match, when it comes to uh, just the confidence, like leading the crowd, just taking those moments. In a match, 
she really taught me like how to actually appreciate it. So mm-hmm. now, cool. now you said before a lot of your style is based off the, the work rate. You want to go in there and get the work rate in. Would you say one maybe like if you say you have to work on something on your on, on you as a character now, would it be the character work side of thing and playing to a crowd? Because your style is pretty much just go in there and push that work rate style. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe so, yes, because like with um me in there, I'm always focused on like the the work rate as you may where it's like the submissions the grapples the technician but i i want to also show me i don't want to show who i am besides from that i want to show that you know like the hard side or like more so like the i would say the bubbly side to me <laughs> where it's like i can connect like i am wanting you like i can connect with you because like I, we have this connection here and i don't want to show just like i'm able to kick ass and i also want to show that i am someone that you you know will not forget of course <laughs> um leon the king says have you ever have you wrestled for uh gcw uh they have some great talent um gcw have phenomenal talent there i have not worked with them yet um maybe one day down the line if i manifest this <laughs> um but they are a company that i would want to work down the line yeah yeah i i, I hopefully a high tension alex is still in the chat uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> put something out here i'm gonna try to manifest something um Hopefully, Frog Sport comes back. I don't know if you've ever seen Frog Sport. I uh, have Fro- seen Frog Sport. Yeah. Uh, Frog Sport. <laughs> I think you would be a great fit for that, and uh, I, I think you would. You could easily be like the female Matt Mikowski because you come from a wrestling background <laughs> and a grappling background, and you know how to do a lot of that. And I think you both possess the same attitude, where it's just like, hey, we don't. Our character is just we're badasses. You're gonna come in because mm-hmm. we we legit have a background. We legit can take you to the ground. And if we really wanted to hold you down, you ain't getting up. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, and I I think that's kind of dope. Uh, so maybe if like that's a mixed tag somewhere down the line, mm-hmm. or if when if Frog Sport makes its return, um, between Frog <laughs> between between High Tension doing Frog Sport and now having a collaboration with CFU. And that's a whole other women's division of frog sport. There's a right. lot of cool possibilities. <laughs> no, for sure. And I love Maspikowski's work. He's one of the best, I would say. Um, I met him only once, but that one time he was like extremely nice to me. So he, I cannot wait for him to come back and be a hundred percent and start getting in the ring because he is, uh, he is a treasure. That guy. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Who are some people on the independent scene uh, that you really would like to work? or uh, at this current time. So we said like the hit list, like and I know we're three months Ooh. into the new year, but who are some people that are on your list that you would say, I'd love to get in there and, and mix it up with. Gosh, um, There is a ton of people out there. I would say, of course, like one of my good friends, Abby Jane, I really want to have like a really good match with her. Cause we just, I feel like whenever we're training together, we have incredible chemistry. So I want to have a match with her down the line. Um, there's people that I watch all the time from the women's side, like Masha that's doing just killing it right now. And I just, Killer Kelly, I yeah. I literally just got, I don't know if you see him over here. I just yeah. got two brand new Masha shirts. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to get those. Listen, they're, they're so good. <laughs> you and Masha would be fun. Oh, no, without doubt. I want to like go in there and we beat the hell out of each other. That's literally what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. So are um, you into the strong style where, you know, things get a little stiff and. Yes. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll admit it to 100%. I do. I love, like, just the Japanese style, of course, as well. Just, like, people in there, like, uh, uh, Kota Ibushi, that was, like, for a long time, one of my top five. Um, We got people that came through to the U.S., like, uh, Kenny Omega. Like, those people just, like, I love strong style so much, where it's, like, this is brutal, this is violent, this is exactly what I mean. And this, <laughs> you, know, you know who, if you want that style matchup, you know who somebody you should probably put on that list, too? She's very goofy and funny, and 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 you don't think people don't take her seriously, and then the the match starts, and she beats the shit out of everybody. Erica Lee. Oh, yeah. I never seen someone look like they're legit hurting their opponents like I like Erica Lee does. I've seen Erica Lee in fight and matches where I'm like, she is killing yeah. people, but it's, <laughs> she's one of my honestly one of my favorite people to watch on the scene. Um. Another one that was awesome on the scene who also can work really, start really, really str- good, strong style. But she, like, her, I, she, she reminds me of the bunnies. Remember the bunnies, the old cartoons, like the bunnies are all happy and then they snap yeah. and they turn into like these vicious animals. Yeah. Uh, Willow <laughs> Nightingale was always in that list too, where yeah. halfway through a match, she pulls the straps down and Willow's yes. in, in, in angry mode and she just strong style beats the shit out of you. Like, yeah, there are two other yeah, names. I love that I th- yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a huge fan of Willow. I just love the fact that she's so she seems so bubbly and nice and sweet and innocent. And then with the second she's in there, she's like someone that you can't mess with. And I love that. Like, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think she is going to have a very, very bright future in AEW and ROH. Sure. Um, I think she's going to be someone that we're in, in five, 10 years. She's going to be a world champion. I believe so. Yeah. I yeah she's you. very, very talented. Uh, who else is out there? Some name was, uh, there's just so much incredible, like talented woman out there that I would love to wrestle. Um, there's someone who I've been training for a long time and she's established her name like slowly but surely. Her name is Samaris. Um, she's probably like one of the best technicians that there is. Samaris? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh just um I just wrestled a match um for Fight uh Fight Pro that has not been released yet, but like they made the announcement already. Um Gia Scott. I just want to have a rematch with her. She's probably like one of the best that I've probably been in there with. And I know we can do so much more than we did in that one match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, are you are you into intergender matches? Are you like you want to mix it up with any of the guys out there? Oh, for sure, for sure. But like, that's more so if they want to come to me and they want to actually, <laughs> they want to challenge uh, me, I'll be like, I'll step it up right now. <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of those things too where it's it's funny. And I I, I talk to a lot of the female talent. And they're like, we love working other girls, but sometimes mm -hmm. if the other girl's not willing to lay a shot in, it's like, oh, you're kind of bummed out by it. But then you right. work at a dude, and the dude's like hit me you know what i mean and yeah, they, they, they kill each other which is why i thought going into it uh why you and riley probably had one of the most exciting matches i've seen in a while um uh you know because you guys went out there and, and and you were laying them in you guys were putting some shots in on each oh, other and it, and it looked sure. really fun and she even said afterwards she goes that was that was a blast uh, i told him <laughs> i told him i told her 100 put lay the shots in and then she got a little cheeky at the end and it was kind of rubbing it in your face after the loss you threw some kicks up at her i was like this is yeah, good yeah oh good. riley was really fun to work with um she does hit hard but here's the thing i hit way harder mm -hmm. she's <laughs> samoan trained so she like she knows how to put the oh, shots yeah. in yeah mm -hmm. i would love how, to have how, her match with her down line. <laughs> how was that match uh making your essential high tension debut there oh it was i feel like it was incredible i feel like the crowd really gave me a warm welcome which i didn't expect at all and I, this, this, this striker, striker scenes that we had in that match and the crowd just like slowly but surely rising up for it was probably like the best thing out of it that I probably gotten. And I would love to have a rematch with her down the line for sure. Mm -hmm. Like we have unfinished business. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I, I need it. I need it all. Um, what was like I, I had another one i just i just completely lost well let, let's let's maybe shift gears a little bit from the wrestling side to to personal side stuff um besides professional wrestling what are what are some of your hobbies um besides from professional wrestling even though it's very much an overwhelming thing in my life um i really am into like fitness of course like i um i love like crossfit and i love bodybuilding like i'm really into those type of things um and besides from that, like I am very dedicated to my veganism. So uh, next month is going to be my nine years becoming like since becoming a vegan. Wow! And I'm I'm very passionate about that. I'm very much an advocate for veganism and for the animals. And like, I just I love doing those type of things. Um, I do have an interest in music, but the problem is I if you ask me anything about like artist names or like history behind it, I am going to be completely honest. I don't know much about. But just the music itself, like I grew up on punk rock and pop punk and things like that, heavy metal. Those those are my, it's like if I need a really good song on my playlist when I'm at the gym, those are the things I go to. <laughs> I love that. Um, Leona King said, I think Battle Club would be a great fit for you. Honestly, yeah, uh, Battle, battle that, that's up that's up in New York. Uh, I believe Mosh is one of the trainers there. Yes. Um, there's a girl that was a part of a school up there she was wrestling in a promotion i seen her in and she had a great character great look in ring she was getting there but she needed a little bit of a little oomph to her and mm -hmm. she switched over went to battle battle club and trained with masha and now she's killing the game she'll be on the podcast next month uh cosmic Ooh. cosmic um, okay yes and she's also <laughs> like super into like the anime and the uh and the pop culture stuff so yes. two peas <laughs> in a pod but uh yeah the veganism so i actually had my first vegan food um i'm definitely not vegan but I, i'll try anything um yeah. but uh and it was at a wrestling show so if you go to the lvac shows there is Ooh. a certain there's a certain man who is like the king of the vegans uh and that's yeah. ultra manis black <laughs> yes <laughs> and I had, 
I had vegan pizza. I had vegan donuts. And mm-hmm. there was something else I had. And it was all really, really good. I yeah. I ate the pizza. And I was like, I would have. If you would have just said, here's a slice of pizza, I would have never guessed it was vegan mm-hmm. pizza. You Same with the donut. It wasn't. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. Vegan food was surprising, man. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Pro- the the runner up for the uh, the vegan of the world would probably Leo Sparrow. If I probably don't say his name, mm-hmm. uh, he would probably he would have a heart he would have a heart attack. That would that would his whole <laughs> his whole gimmick is the vegan gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met him? Um, I have not actually. No. He he's out of uh, Creative Pro, so he was okay. he was out of the class with uh, Max. He was he was trained from Max Caster, who essentially was like, and he's always uh, around with Cardona and Myers. Um, he's always on the, the major wrestling podcast, but his whole thing is he comes out green tights. He throws spinach. Like if he's a good guy, he throws spinach in the air. If he's a bad guy, he yeah. throws it in your face. He kind of does oh. like the Daniel Bryant, the, the champion of the world, like the ego champion of the world. So mm-hmm. when he's healed, he does that role, but he's also really, he's also a fun baby face, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, was, yeah. I will look up to his work. Cause like, honestly, that sounds like probably my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think you'll really enjoy him. He's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's very talented. He comes from a really good school up in New York and, and, uh, he's been doing very well. He actually came up with these. I wish I had one on me. Um, it's not in any of these notebooks. I don't think, let me just double check. No, it's not, but he, uh, he, he has a card he makes and he mm-hmm. has like hundreds of them and he keeps them in his bag. And then when he goes up to commentary, he hands you a card and it's his name, his, his, like all his stats, everything, oh. like everything he would want put over on commentary. He hands you a commentary card. It's the coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. And, yeah. I, and if and it was, I was like, I, I just keep it in my binder now. And I was like, that's, it's genius. Yeah. That he came up like that. He does that. Um, smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leon says, what are some of your favorite restaurants and pizza places? Oh, restaurants. Um, so it's really hard to find vegan restaurants when you're on the road, which kind of sucks. Um, so, um, but there is one nearby in Jersey that I love going to, and it's called Good Beats. And they have all vegan foods, all vegan desserts. Vegan ice cream is probably like the hit <laughs> there. Um, aside from that, I just go to like a lot of vegan cafes. And once I'm there, I give them the big shout out. I cannot remember the names for the life of me. <laughs> but what do you, What do you do when you're on the road? So like. For people who don't know, um, when you're when you're on the life on the road, whether you're a musician or a professional wrestler, uh, you're you you become a gas station connoisseur. You find out what's good, you, what what you can do, what you can't do. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you do when you're on the road and you're and you're hungry? You're are you always meal prepping and bringing stuff with you, or do you kind of hope and pray if you find something when you're out there? Um, if it's like a back to back booking throughout the weekend, I do my best to meal prep whenever I can. Um, I'm also very much psychotic when it comes to meal prepping because I like to keep track of all my macros, how much protein I'm taking in, how much carbs I'm taking in. So I meal prep before I head on the road. If it's just like one show, like let's say like in PA or let's say if I go all the way to New York, um, I try my best to find somewhere like a Sheets or a Wawa and I would DIY a lot. <laughs> so like DIY is like a burrito with all these veggies on it or DIY like bowls and the one thing that people always say that I should really like start eating on the road is probably salads. And I'm like, no, they lack nutrition sometimes, <laughs> but it's, it is hard, but like, I try my best to like always have something regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they always, they always yell at uh, Sparrow. They say, Oh, you're get some protein in you. And he goes, I guarantee you as a <laughs> vegan, I have more protein in my diet than you probably do. And you eat meat. Um, yeah. I, 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 I respect it. But there's zero chance I can give up cheeseburgers. I, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's the cheese, it's the bun. I get it. <laughs> and Pete, I'm, this is why I'm built like Buddha. You know what I mean? That's why I'm built like a god. It's just not the one you want. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I'm, we were as we're going. I'm, we're peeping at the background. We see Pikachu's. We see raw posters. We see what are they DVDs or video games? What have we got going on? They are this is my little collection of DVDs that I have for wrestling. Almost every other pay per view from I think I would say 2001 to like recent. Because even though I have like live streaming um, services, I love having it physically. So this is oh, like, you're this you're, is you're a physical like, media collector. Yes. <laughs> so this was like. I would say like 20% of what I have. Most of the things I have else is packed away in bins. <laughs> I have, yeah. What is, what is your favorite pay-per-view? <laughs> Ooh, um, 
I'm going to be, oh, this is like very much a biased answer, but I would say either SummerSlam or Mania because Mania is coming up. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for this Mania? <laughs> oh, for sure. Even though it took me a second to know exactly what the card is because it's really hard to keep up with the main fed nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But I am very much excited. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then the the collective uh, started today. So I think there's like, th it already, the first two shows I think are done. I, I At 7 o'clock tonight, I will be tuning into Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. That is one of my favorite shows, uh, mm -hmm. so I can't wait for that. And then I think it's it's three o'clock in the morning our time, but twelve o'clock their time is the for the cultures today. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is which is really cool. Uh, would you be up for acting in an indie film business? Hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, acting is not my strong suit, sadly. <laughs> when I had the option in high school to either go become a theater kid or wrestling, I chose wrestling. So. <laughs> and they're hand in hand. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you like horror movies. You could be like, you could be a a, a final girl or get killed early, and then you're, you you know you're in or, and out. You know, come out as a surprise at the end and like murder the, oh, the murderer. <laughs> you're, you're the killer. Yeah. You, yeah. you take off the scream mask. And you're like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what 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 type of genre uh, movies are you really into? Like, what would you say some of your favorites? I would say um, horror is like my number one. Um, any other i'm very much uncultured on but mm -hmm. i do love like a good um anything to do with like uh marvel movies i'm a huge fan of those um but like horror is my number one so like i was obsessed with like the saw movies like the franchise for the longest time um i just got back into the scream franchise um really huge fan of those the new one <laughs> and, was really good mm -hmm. I, my genre of movies more so like even like the horror aspect and more so like the gory much either the gore or the, the thriller aspects of the horror movies that I really yeah love. i really love like the chucky franchise as well i'm a huge fan of that and even like the new tv show that came out is like it's, it's really good it. Mm -hmm. it was really I really good <laughs> you know who's fun to talk horror movies with on the wrestling scene shay shay <laughs> shay mccoy she is a huge horror fan yeah yeah, okay. she, she is. She's a good time to talk hard. Every time I see her, I'm like, see anything new? What, what, what's the scoop? What do I what should I see? Cause she, <laughs> she likes she because she has like she watches the indie ones like she knows she, oh, she's she knows. she's she's uh, she's on the know of like the real like, oh, go seek this one out. And I, uh, yeah, she's really yeah I just met her recently because we just worked on an Orochi show like a couple months back and she was fantastic. And I feel like you know, like obviously you just told me that now i'm gonna hit her up right now and ask her about these horror movies <laughs> yeah yeah now uh when it comes to horror and professional wrestling have you ever seen the see no evils um sadly i have <laughs> sadly what do you mean they're yeah. awesome i like them <laughs> they are good in the aspect of i feel like they're not terrible but they're good they're, <laughs> good they're good creepy guy stalks a bunch of people has really good gore scenes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plot lines weird, but just a really it's Kane killing people. Kane killing people. Yeah. Well, what and else it, do you ask for? <laughs> and the first one takes place in the Blackwell Hotel, which is you know my last name, so that's kind of dope. See? Yeah. Well, that's actually one of uh, my wife's not really into horror, but uh, not in uh, into wrestling. But Cena mm -hmm. was one of her favorites. She likes that one oh. because she's like because the killer because Kane he's like he looks uh, um, menacing. Yeah, well, Jacob, we'll good night. <laughs> Oof. Am I seeing something you're not? I don't get what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Maybe somebody else commented something and it got taken off. Oh. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, now, broken, I'm, now, I'm, <laughs> now I'm curious. I'm curious what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you, uh, you see the Pokemon. Are you are you a gamer? I am a gamer. Yes. Um, more so like the older stuff, of course. Nowadays, mm -hmm. I've and I called off a little bit. <laughs> um, Pokemon I loved because it was like growing up, I gravitated towards it. But like I, again with the connection with the horror, I really love like the Resident Evils and like Assassin's yeah, Jake, Creed. Jacob Goodnight was the name of the character. Yeah. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who who's your favorite Pokemon? Ah, this one's gonna be really funny to hear. <laughs> um, it's very much an unpopular opinion, but I do love Jigglypuff. Why? There's no reason behind it. <laughs> It's cute. Mm. I'm a Gengar. I like the ghost Pokemon. Yeah. Gengar, Hunter, Ghastly. They're my, but Gengar is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just a fat little thing with, uh, what do they also, it's, it's a, it's a dead Clefairy. Isn't that the whole like 
deal behind it. They think it's like mm -hmm. a, a, the ghost of a Clefairy. But right. I always liked mm -hmm. um, what was the if you actually read some of the like Pokedex entries, like some of those mm -hmm. Pokemon are dark and creepy and scary. Like oh, yeah. it lures children in by singing and then it eats them in the bushes. Like it's like, what? <laughs> it's a little fun. Yeah, what are we um, talking about? <laughs> the uh what was it mimic the mimikyu where it's obsessed with pikachu and it's like but mm -hmm. if it takes off its costume like it's so horrifying you would die if you look at it or something like that it's like oh, that's some dark shit in pokemon <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the appeal that maybe that's exactly what they're trying to get at. yeah oh, like oh. if you dive in you'll have more of an appreciation for pokemon mm-hmm <laughs> so what what is what are some things uh you know that you have planned going forward uh, obviously we talked about some talent you want to work for but what are some goals you're setting for yourself for the rest of 2023 that you're trying to accomplish my goal um that is a really hard one. Oh god i'm putting on the spot right now <laughs> um i just want to keep working hard and like go as many promotions as i can make a name for myself i just I just want to get my name out there right now because this is still like the beginning stages for me. And if I can get on as many promotions as I can and connect with as many people as I can, then that's really just the goal that I have right now. <laughs> it, it's the, doing this interview. It's, it's so infectious how passionate you are about this. Like <laughs> when you're talking about wrestling, you're on the brink of tears almost like you're, yeah. you're oh, you, are that, you are <laughs> that, passionate. you are that, pa I don't know. I didn't know if you were just nervous for the podcast, but it's, we just talked about Pokemon and movies and horror movies and it was normal. But as soon as we talk about wrestling, you get <laughs> choked up. Like you mm -hmm. truly love this business. That's for sure. It's, it's, I, it's oh, infectious. <laughs> it's super. No, it's, it's, I, it's awesome to see. They're mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I guess most of the people you work with have been doing it for so long that they become numb to it. Um, yeah. But it's, you're in those early stages where it's like, I don't lose that. Cause like, I think that's going to be a good hunger and a fuel and a, and a drive for you. Like, um, is there more to the, like the wrestling business? Like how you always said, I don't want to get choked up. Like, is there more to like driving factor of why this mm -hmm. industry means so much to you? I just more so I, on a real note, I feel like just growing up with it and just like the fact that growing up, it wasn't necessarily like the best childhood I would say for myself. I went through a lot of dark things and, wrestling was the one thing that kept me sane for the longest time and mm -hmm. it gave me an infectious and just i guess you say a distraction at times um uh that drove me away from all that darkness for so long that now i even though i wanted to do it for so long just being in it i want to give basically give back to the one thing that gave me so much basically like light back in my life yeah so that's why like i respect it so much and i want to do everything possible just to like put that name of wrestling like put respect to it you know what i mean because i don't want to yeah. come in here and do whatever i want to like put as much work as i can in there i want to like uh be respectful to my peers i want to be able to just give back to the one thing that gave me so much yeah do you do you have an end goal to this do you want to make it to a WWE, a AEW? are you kind of just whatever comes comes as long as i'm in the industry i'm happy with it um down the line my biggest dream and my goals i would well, i want to wrestle in japan one day that is like my number one whether it be a stardom or shine or whatever it may be whatever company it may be just wrestling in japan and making a name for myself down there now like one time down the line is my end goal um aw cool like i love aw so much <laughs> i fall and if i have a chance there one day that's also amazing the main like WWE, i just even though I loved it so much and like I this was that was the number one thing I watched for so long, uh that is not my end goal. And maybe that is a bad thing to think about. I don't know. But really? it, I don't know. It's just like it never really appealed to me because the second I were to it'll say be signed to a WWE contract now, like way down the line, it wouldn't necessarily feel the same. You know, like because like I love professional wrestling so much that like the second you get into like a big company like that, you are seen differently. And, like, the way that you uh, put in so much time into your character and your work on your own is a little bit taken away from you when you get there. That's yeah. At least that's the perspective I have. And, and it seems like a lot of times, too, uh, when someone's put into that system, when they then leave, it's hard for them to re-identify themselves because everywhere they go, right. everyone identifies them as their WWE character. I mean, yeah. look at look at Athena. She's for everyone, everyone. Everyone kept calling her Ember. She's like, Athena, but it's okay. Like, just trying to break <laughs> that barrier, you know what I mean? And not a right. lot of people from WWE um, 
when they when they start in that system they have a hard time coming out of it but then you look at the guys like like adam cole and stuff who they were established before WWE, then went there and then they're fine when they leave but when people get snatched up young by them they have a hard time i think the only person who really left that system and and really reinvented themselves and changed and and did everything differently was was cody and and matt cardona yeah yeah, yeah. But they went through so much hell just to like <laughs> yeah. be able to be represented. Even though like Cody kind of came back, but besides from that, like they worked their asses off to make a name for themselves outside of it. Do you, you see what Cody's doing for Mania this year? Uh, I think he's going for like the world title. I believe so. So yeah. you know how he wears the weightlifting belts. Mm-hmm. So on the inside of his weightlifting belt, it's inscribed every independent wrestling company and wrestling company that he worked for when he yeah. left WWE and came okay. back to WWE. So every, like ROH, every indie promotion, every mm-hmm. promotion in Japan that gave him an opportunity that he went out and cut his teeth on to get mm-hmm. him to where he is to get back to WrestleMania, he has all inscribed on the inside of his uh, of his weightlifting belt. That's crazy. That's the shit I love, dude. Like that. Because yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people come to, come back to the indie scene, they they blow up and then they go back to TV and they forget you know that the indie scene is still a thing right. and they don't they don't put it over because they they treat it like it's not a thing and for cody to do that is pretty dope and uh real quick thank you uh to to uh al uh de niro's way al de niro's <laughs> way uh for the uh, subscribe appreciate you al de niro man that's another friend of mine that's in this business he's kicking ass i wish there's more more people to actually see his work but he's great <laughs> that sounds like a really good mob name al de niro's yeah. way. carlito's <laughs> way but al de niro like al pacino but robert mm-hmm. de niro I, i'm i'm getting all those all those dope mob vibes <laughs> uh but yeah um it was i really appreciate you coming on is there any any other moments or stories that you want to get out there that you want to tell people about um i'm not entirely sure i just listen i just love professional wrestling so much and i want to like show as much and put much like grit and hard work into it and just to show that i am capable of a lot of things (laughs) so hopefully i just you know give wrestling to respect that like it's really diverse you know <laughs> do you do you want to work more baby face or heel like what would you if you had your idea what would you want to be um down the line i would love to be a heel because that just gives me all the freedom in the world to do whatever i want <laughs> yeah you know what's crazy like per, your actual personality you would be the greatest golden baby face of all time oh like no. <laughs> you would like you are like abby jane in a way where you're like i love everything about this business and like like going out there like i will fight so hard to get this but then also you know how to put the look on and the leather jacket and the you know you're like i'll, I'll kill you you know what i mean like right. <laughs> yeah it's yeah you have you have versatility it's dope um oh, thank you <laughs> yeah i'm i'm super excited i really hope uh there's more opportunities to for us to to work together on different scenes and keep coming back to high attention because you know just that's one experience we had together i i it was really cool and and it's it speaks volumes of who you are i can't wait to keep watching your your social media game is dope i, I so it's always watch it's fun watching people's stuff um <laughs> yeah where can people find you on social media um, you can find me on social media. My Instagram is jazz with two O's Soto with a little line. <laughs> um, Twitter is Harley next Lopez with another little line thing. What are these called? I don't even Underscore? know. <laughs> underscores. Yeah. There you go. A yeah. uh, little underscores there. Um, I have a Facebook page under the same name and, um, my YouTube channel is also under my same name. You can watch my matches on there and you just support the journey right now. <laughs> How did you land on the name? Harleen. Harleen. Oh, so it's really funny, actually. So I was going down to help out for Mega Championship Wrestling. Um, I was in the car with uh, Sunny Defarge, another great uh, mentor and trainer of mine. Uh, I was in there with him, um, a good friend of mine named Judy Underwood. And I believe it was um, Evelyn Sage, my former tag partner. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry with her. We're not a long tag partner. And we were driving <laughs> down there to help out for a show. And I was just reading a hard, like a Harley Quinn comic book because like that's uh, just another love of mine. I love comic books so much. I was just reading through one of those. We get to the show. Was helping out. Um, promoter came up to me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to wrestle a match tonight?" And that would have been my debut match. So I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "Okay, what's your name?" And I was like, "Harleen." This sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> so it was just on a whim that night yeah. that that just came about. <laughs> I, I believe the comic the last one i read that was like hers was actually called it wasn't called harley it was called harleen 
and it was yeah. her origin story of how she met the Joker and she was bouncing back and forth between going home and going mm -hmm. crazy because the stuff Joker was planting in her head. It was a really, right. really good comic. I think it was only like a one issue thing or like a three issue thing. And they put it into one book, but it was really, mm -hmm. really good. It was dark. No, yeah. It's like it's the origin story between those two. It's just like, it gets real like unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the, the, um, someone filmed uh, a scene or like they took a scene of, uh, uh, Lady Gaga going up the stairs as Harley Quinn, like at the no. courthouse. So I guess she's like going <laughs> up the courthouse and everyone's yelling at her and screaming mm -hmm. at her. And the one lady says something like, she says something to her and she just turns and like kisses her and then like pushes her away. <laughs> like, but I, uh, if it's all, if the whole movie is a musical, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Mm -hmm. But I really <laughs> want to see her as Harley Quinn. Oh no, I believe that. But Margaret Robbie's doing a really good job right now, so it's hard yeah. to believe. <laughs> you know who my you know who my dream booking would have been for Harley? What's that? She's no longer with us, but I thought Brittany Murphy would have been amazing Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that would have been my dream casting was Brittany Murphy for for Harley mm -hmm. Quinn. Yeah, oh, I, I thought she would. I thought she would have been fantastic. <laughs> but I, Lady Gaga could do no wrong. I, the the one <laughs> I didn't even see the whole season of American Horror Story. I just seen the first episode where. They had the uh, mm -hmm. the gratuitous foursome <laughs> with the knife <laughs> finger. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Lady Gaga she needs to be in more horror. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh She's... my god, I love American Horror Story, but when that that season probably like is my favorite one. Just Hotel. Of her. And like how well, yeah, and because yeah. of how well she like incorporated the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was <laughs> what loosely based off the Cecil in L.A., right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where that and that mm -hmm. whole story where the lady was found in like the mm -hmm. water tank. Water tank, yeah. She crazy. Was in an elevator and somehow she ended up there. And they still have no idea how she got in. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Do you think Harleen would think William Defoe would be a good Joker or would have been? Of course, sure. his his face yeah. looks like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Just visually, he better. Yeah, he has a big yeah. smile. He would be perfect as Joker. Mm -hmm. The only mm -hmm. other person that would be as good as a Joker would be, uh. Um, Mark or not Mark, uh, Mark Hamill if he played the Joker, but I see that. just because that he could he, the voice, his voice and stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, but once again, uh, we'll we'll give somebody a couple minutes here. If you guys have any last questions that you would like to ask Carlene, please put them out there, and uh, we'll 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 wrap this one up soon. Once again, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Um, your first ever podcast. How do you feel about it? Ah, it went better than I expected. <laughs> I told you it goes quick, right? Yeah, and thankfully it was with you of all people. You are an amazing host, and I love this podcast so much. So I hope more eyes are get on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and listen, the door's always open. If you have any cool stories or more things that come up, always please come back. Um, also, if you want to come and watch, uh, so I think later on tonight we're doing um a live stream of wrestlemania 28 so we have we always welcome people so we pick a wrestling event and then we talk about we all watch it and then we come back the next week and talk about the event and what we thought of it did it age well whether the matches on it were good so if you ever want to jump in on those with us the door's always open for sure that sounds like a lot of fun i'll definitely yeah. look it up <laughs> is halloween for return of michael myers your favorite halloween or was it was it good to you i like the plot Halloween four. Halloween. Hmm. If I don't remember it, I would say it was okay. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't uh, remember much of it. So ha Halloween. Here's my hot take. Halloween was mm -hmm. my favorite horror movie franchise as a kid because mm -hmm. the character, the character, got me through the movies. Yeah. And then I didn't care about the plots because I was a kid. All I wanted was the character and that character to kill people. Yeah. And then I got older and rewatched the horror ha Halloween movies. And I was like, part one is a masterpiece. It's the best horror, one of the best mm -hmm. horror movies ever made. Oh. Part two was a good movie. Part three was a fantastic movie, even though it had nothing to do with horror, uh, uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> I, for a standalone movie, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Everything right. after that was dog shit until H2O was kind of <laughs> cool because Jamie Lee Curtis came back. Yeah. And then the remake, like the, the like Halloween, the nude version was good mm -hmm. and then halloween ends and kills awful yeah all nostalgia yeah. base at this point wow. yeah <laughs> i was a huge michael fan and i hated jason and then i got older and rewatched both movie franchises mm -hmm. and i like jason more than i like uh, uh um yeah. 
Michael now, but Freddie's still Freddie and Chucky are my favorites. For sure. Yeah. No, same here. <laughs> but you, but you, but you're rooting for them the whole time. Like they're not even horror people at this point. You're like, yeah, go get them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I yeah. want them with everybody at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's it's just crazy. But uh, all right. Well, that will uh, Leon will wrap it up with that Halloween four question. You had the whole podcast and you ended it with a Halloween four question. Leon the King. Dude. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but everyone go check out all, all her social medias please go subscribe comment all her stuff and be like you are awesome on the abj podcast wow. you know put it put it all out there and if you are listening and you're another content creator because i know you are book her for an interview see she got it out of the way she's ready to go you know we, we got her all primed up. <laughs> yeah she, yeah it's so it was awesome i had a blast like i said the door's always open I, I i can't wait to watch more of your of your career and what you do and uh like I said, you're gonna the worldwide dojo is a is a great place to be, and I I think you're gonna thrive there. Thank you so much. And Put a good word in the cheeseburger. I'd like to have cheeseburger on the podcast <laughs> and Demarius, honestly too. Yeah, Demarius yeah. on a trip in Mexico right now, but once he gets back, I'm gonna bother the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, every time I see Demarius, we always talk uh, football, and oh, I don't even like the Eagles, but I talk football with her all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the, I'm I'm anti. Uh, Leland goes, I actually just tried booking her. Oh, who's this? Maybe for the heart. I think he was trying to see if you wanted to be in a movie, maybe. I don't know. Oh. My messages uh, are open. Yeah. <laughs> Slide those DMs. Uh, <laughs> uh, another name you said too, I'm a huge fan of it is uh Defarge, Sonny. Defarge, yes. Oh, man. So, you know, Crumbles and Defarge is one of my favorite mm -hmm. tag teams. I yeah. don't want the the outfielders to ever lose or lose those titles but i always said if they are going to it has to be crumbles in the farge for sure they're, they're so fucking probably good. one of my favorites too. they're so good so mm -hmm. so good he's Dude. so wildly entertaining he deserves to be sunny the farge is probably one of the most talented people and trainers that i've had and he honestly deserves way more in this industry where he should be on television every single week. <laughs> yeah, he's really, really good. And then he, he's been working a lot with uh, Brian, Brian Ace, who mm -hmm. I've just fell in love with. As I already loved him as yeah, a human. Also another my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as a wrestler, I, I pull him aside every time. I'm like, dude, keep doing what you're doing. Like, you're killing it. You're doing such a mm -hmm. good job. Like, he moves very well for his size. He bumps really yeah. well. His facial expressions are so good. Like, that kid's going to do some cool shit. He is gonna, and I've seen the beginning stages. Like we started around the same time, so I've seen all the struggles. Brian, I'm writing that down. Yeah. Brian Ace, I gotta reach out to him. <laughs> get Brian Ace on this podcast. <laughs> hey, why? How is Brian Ace not booked? We need to get him. Uh, you just made the, the list. Is <laughs> clear the lane thing? Oh my god, it's the best. Is <laughs> yeah, that's that's happening. All right, Harleen, thank you so much. It was an absolute blast. We've said this like five times. I don't want to let you go, but it was a, it was <laughs> no, awesome. Good. Hang out backstage before when, it, when the credits and stuff are on. We'll, I'll give you a proper goodbye. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the ABJ podcast. We do have a special episode coming up on Monday. Mary is back. She's coming. She's on the podcast. We're gonna get her on Monday, and then from there we'll we, we will continue as. Uh, normal as process uh, so I'll keep you I'll give you a quick rundown I don't have the graphics up because I had to redo all the graphics to change all the numbers because things moved around but we got Pete Corvus Dylan mesh Rembrandt Daniel Alexander Mr. Sam James Kit Raff, Cosmic, and Ricky Price, that dirtball scumbag. But that will be all through the month of April. I'm already booked all through May, so uh, so I can't get any more people in on May. But once June rolls around, I do have some names I'm going to reach out to. But please, if you reach out to me, I will put you on the list. Just give me time. Uh, it is, it's already hard enough to do two a week. I can't do any more, but just be patient. I will get you on the podcast, I promise. But that'll do it for the ABJ podcast. Once again, links below for merchandise, T-shirts. If you buy a T-shirt, send a picture of me in your t in the T-shirt so I can promote it and be like, <laughs> see, people do buy these things. Uh, and if you do see me, I always give away free stickers. I don't charge. I probably should because uh, then I can pay for the next set of stickers. But uh, like I said, donations are always accepted in the links below too. But come see me for free stickers and, uh, and, and just the support goes a long way. Uh, seven, over 700 plays on the audio side. So if you are listening on the audio, uh, leave a review. If you made it this far, 
just type a couple things and tell us what you thought of the episode. Uh, tell me what I did good, what I did bad. Anything, any feedback is great. Leave a five star review wherever you're at. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you hit the like on the page. If you're not, go over to the Twitch side or YouTube if you use those and subscribe. We're on the on the quest for a thousand subscribers would be dope. So that'll do it for the ABJ podcast. We're out of here. Here's some music by Billy Trey, and we'll see you on Monday with Mary Elizabeth.